Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hi there. Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show. So glad to have you a part of things. Today we attempt to answer the question, why is saving for college in America so messy? Let's get right to it, shall we? (laughs) So, yeah, why is it so complicated to save for college? There are several different types of college saving plans. 529 savings, prepaid tuition plans, Coverdell Education Savings Accounts, and Child Savings Accounts, CSA, as well as non-education savings accounts, like a Roth IRA. Choosing among the many options presents parents with a difficult choice. Generally, 529 savings plans offer the best mix of tax, financial aid, and estate planning advantages. But even 529 plans are complicated. Almost every state offers a 529 college saving plan, but each state's 529 plan differs in important ways. Although the broad outlines of 529 college savings plans are defined by Section 529 of the Internal Revenue Code of 1986, some states do not conform to all of the details of the federal law. Even when a state complies with the federal requirements, the state may have additional features that are not specified by the federal statute. (laughs) So here are some differences in state income tax treatment. So IRS rules specify the requirements for favorable federal tax and financial aid treatment of 529 college savings plans. These rules cannot specify the details of the state tax and financial aid treatment of 529 plans. Okay, so with all that said, many states do provide some special benefits for state residents for investing in the state's own 529 plans. How many times can you say the word state in a sentence? My record is three. The other thing to keep in mind is that many states also establish penalties for transferring the investment to an out-of-state 529 plan. Two-thirds of the states provide an income tax deduction or an income tax credit based on contributions to the state's 529 plan. And then seven of them provide the state tax break for contributions to any 529 plan. Phew, it's crazy. The limits on these tax breaks differ by state, of course. Not only do the contribution limits differ, but some states specify the limit per beneficiary and some per taxpayer. Excess contributions may be carried forward for a different number of years, depending on, you guessed it, the state. Some states allow an inbound rollover from an out-of-state 529 plan to qualify for the income tax break, but some of the states limit the tax break to just the principal portion of the rollover. Are you still with me? Once the money is contributed to the state's 529 plan, many of these states don't want the money to leave. That makes sense. So they've adopted policies to prevent outbound rollovers to an out-of-state 529. Some states consider an outbound rollover to be a non-qualified distribution for state income tax purposes. Not only will the rollover be subject to income taxes, but some states add a tax penalty. What? There may also be recapture of any income tax breaks attributable to the rollover. Okay. If you're still here, let's take a look at some differences in definition of qualified expenses. When changes in federal law expand the definition of qualified expenses for 529 plans, 
Some states do not conform to the changes. Imagine that! The Protecting Americans from Tax Hikes Act, PATH Act, added the purchase of a computer, peripheral equipment, internet access, computer software to the definition of qualified expenses, effective January 1, 2015. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 17 added up to $10,000 a year in tuition expenses at elementary and secondary schools to the definition of qualified expenses. That was effective January 1, 2018. The law also allows 529 plans to be rolled over into an ABLE account for a special needs beneficiary. The Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act of 2019, SECURE Act, dare you to say that five times fast, allows 529 plans to be used to repay up to $10,000 in student loans per borrower tax-free, effective January 1, 2019. The SECURE Act also allows 529s to pay for costs related to apprenticeship programs like fees, textbooks, supplies, and equipment. Some states automatically conform to changes in the federal definition of qualified expenses, and of course, some do not. The states that do not conform must pass laws to update their definitions. Some states do not allow K-12 tuition, student loan repayment, and apprenticeship programs as qualified expenses. Some states are selective in deciding which changes to accept. Some have added K-12 tuition as a qualified expense, but not student loan repayment. Not only that, but some limit K-12 tuition to in-state schools only. Now let's take a look at some differences in contributions. This is fun, come on! The aggregate contribution limits vary by state, of course, but all are large enough for most families. Minimum contributions also vary by 529 plan. Some allow minimum contributions as low as 15 or 25 bucks, but others require a minimum contribution of hundreds or thousands of dollars. Some states even provide seed money for 529s of newborn and newly adopted kids. This is motivated by research showing that even a small 529 plan account can have a big impact on college enrollment and completion. The seed money for a new account may be 25, 50, 100, maybe 200 bucks, depending on the state. Some states match contributions for low-income families. The amount of the match may be limited. Some states require the family to set up automatic funding of contributions to qualify for the match. Some states provide a bonus when the money is used to pay for college. Gifting platforms vary by state. Here are some differences in cost and performance, too. You know, this is probably the most important variation among the 529 plans. Differences in cost and performance. Some states have higher asset-based expense ratios than others. Competition is driving down the costs in several states. Direct sold 529 plans don't charge commissions, but some advisors sold 529 plans do. Minimizing costs is the key to maximizing net returns. The return on investment may vary depending on the investment options offered in each state, of course. You know, some of the more common differences in investment options include active versus passive management. A lot of 529 plans offer low-cost index funds, like the S&P 500 fund. Dynamic asset allocations, such as age-based or enrollment date funds. Some states offer just one. Others offer a choice of aggressive, moderate, and conservative versions. The investment options may differ according to the percentage of the portfolio invested in foreign stocks and real estate. 
Some 529s offer FDIC-insured investment options, and some offer specialty funds, such as ones that invest only in green companies. When considering the trade-off between lower fees in an out-of-state 529 and state income tax breaks for an in-state 529, focus on lower fees when the child is young and tax breaks when the child is in high school. Hmm. Here are some other differences that we've come up with. Some state 529s are open only to state residents. Others are marketed nationwide. Some states will exclude money in an in-state 529 from consideration for eligibility for state financial aid funds. Some states make a student eligible for in-state tuition if they have invested in an in-state 529, even if they no longer live in the state. Although all 529 plans allow changes in the beneficiary to a member of the family of the current beneficiary, changes in the account owner are much more restrictive. Some allow a change in the account owner only if the current account owner dies. Some allow changes when the parents get divorced, and some charge a fee for a change in the account owner, and some don't. Most 529 plans provide online access, but three 529 plans do not allow families to complete the enrollment process online. There may also be differences in the type of information that is available online and the number of available actions. Yikes. So, I hope that answered the question, why is saving for college in America so messy? And now you know. The good thing is, you can find information on your particular state. You can also find tips and resources on how to use a 529 savings plan most effectively for you and your family. All of it can be found at thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks so much for stopping by today. We'll talk to you again very soon. Again, the website is thecollegeinvestor.com.